0: Welcome to Becoming a Realtor with eXp Realty on the Emerald Coast with your host Tim Whittemore with the Whittemore Group. If you're a new agent or a seasoned agent looking into the opportunities of eXp Realty, look no further. Tim breaks down the things you need to know without all the hype and fluff. So stick around.
1: All right. So in this video, it's going to be talking a little bit about me and how I got to where I am. If you've watched a lot of these different um, videos and everything else that we have done, this is just a little bit background of information on me. So where did this all start? You know, what was my career? Uh, I started out of high school in upstate New York and immediately joined the United States Air Force and traveled all over the world. I was lucky enough that in my 14 years in the Air Force, I, I traveled all the way around it to the top and all the way to the bottom. Yes, I'm not kidding. (laughs) So we've been all around that part. Uh, Well, where this whole kind of story started into real estate is when I got stationed at Eglin Air Force Base in the Panhandle of Florida, which is where we are now, and started working with the Special Ops Group, 9th SOS, and uh, started flying with them for a few years. Uh, At one point, the plane was super old, and they had to retire it, which was fun. And then they told me that I had three choices when they retired this aircraft, which was none of which was to stay here. And they said, you can fly these uh, tilt rotor aircraft. They call them CV-22s at Cannon Air Force Base, which is in the middle of nowhere, Clovis, New Mexico. Or I can go to Clovis, New Mexico or Clovis, New Mexico. Yeah, no thanks. So what I decided to do at that point, as I was close to the end of my career, my active duty career, I actually, what they call Palace Front, uh, which is where I just transitioned from active duty into the Air National Guard. So I went up to upstate New York to go fly what they call the LC-130s. Uh, when I went up there, that's, those are the people that have the skis on the bottom of those, that aircraft. Uh, so we got to go to Greenland, uh, the Northern Territories, up in Canada, and of course Antarctica. a few years. So it was flying back and forth for them for a few years. Uh, The problem is is that when you're in the guard, you don't make a whole lot of money like you do in active duty. You only get paid when you go flying. Uh, So I had to get a second job, which was uh, bartending in the evening. So I'd go fly or work an eight hour day and then go bartend for another few hours. What I realized was even flying those multi-million dollar aircraft that I would make just as much money at four hours bartending than I did flying in that crew position on the aircraft. And it was just unbelievable. I was like, this, something has got to change. Uh, Because of that, living in upstate New York is pretty darn expensive. And even working those two jobs, um, I had a one-bedroom apartment that was close to the base and it was built not very well, I guess would be the best way to say it, because you could hear everything. I had a neighbor above me, below, and on both sides, and I think there were like a split below me, Anyway, if you've ever been in those scenarios, you hear absolutely everything going on. I swear the person up top had like metal shoes and they're just stomping around just for, for no reason whatsoever. The person under me would just blare music thinking that nobody could hear it besides them. They're just like the most inconsiderate people in the world. New Yorkers, right? <laughs> That's where I'm from, so I can make fun of them. Uh, but anyway, it was really pushing me to that point, and this is kind of where I started Really looking into other opportunities. I actually did uh, own a vacation uh, travel company for a little bit so I had three jobs at this point running that and just really just sold cruises and all-inclusive resorts that's what I did. Didn't really have a lot but the deals were really nice (laughs) and I didn't really know anything about entrepreneurship at the time either. But I was able to sell a bunch of cruises, make a lot of friends, and kind of get a little bit of an understanding of what they, uh, with the whole uh, working for yourself environment was. Funny enough, a guy that I knew uh, that actually was a realtor here, still is, uh, I invited him out and told him I got a really cheap cruise. It was on Carnival and it was his first cruise and of course I was gonna go because it was cheap as well. And uh, at one point, he was talking to me about his real estate business and how everything was going really well. And we we're pulling into port. And as we were pulling into port, uh, he looks at me and he goes, you know, I think you'd be really good at this. I thought, I was like, real estate? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not good. At, I don't think I'd get into this. He's like, no, I think you'd be pretty good. And I forget what the rest of the conversation was. I mean, it's a cruise, you're having a good time, a couple of delicious libations, whatever. Well, anyway, that stuck with me. And when I got back off of that, I'm like, Hey, this cruise business isn't really paying so much. I think I am just going to get into real estate. So that's what I did is, uh, I ended up getting my license in upstate New York interviewed, was about to go on with uh, Keller Williams and in that area and around Albany, New York. And, um, right at that time too, I was like, Hey, I need to get some training. So I talked to my buddy and he goes, yeah, come on down here to Florida. I'll train you on what we need to know. We're not competitors. I'll give you my entire system. So come on back down to the Destin area. We're sitting around and then him and his business partner at the time. And they were just looking and they're like, I think you should come work with us. I was like, no, I'm going to be fine in New York, whatever. It should be fine. Okay, whatever. So I head on back up there. Uh, This is around the same time of one of my deployments that I went to Antarctica. We're coming back. We had some of those clear air turbulence. Have you ever been on an airplane? And uh, they're like, hey, buckle your seatbelt, there could be some turbulence, and you think they're little bumps. Well, some clear air turbulence comes out of nowhere. You have no idea that's coming. It's like clear in a million out there, and then all of a sudden it's just a little bit of bump, and then you drop like 500 to 1,000 feet. Well that's what happened to me. That's what happened on that aircraft coming back from uh, Antarctica and I wasn't buckled in I was just sitting there and wasn't thinking and then as the plane goes down I go up the panel that I was just like right here I'm hanging onto the seat belt finally comes back we recover everything's fine Um, turns out that uh, when I hit the seat it actually like went ahead and just hurt my back and twisted it up so at that point they said Hey, you can pretend that your back doesn't hurt anymore, or you can use this excuse to get out of the, the air national guard. And I went, yeah, I think I'm done here. <laughs> so, uh, I decided to get out of that and talk to my buddy down in Florida. His name's Andrew, by the way. And, uh, he says, yeah, come on down. We'll, we'll hire you. So this was at that point, you know, it's, it's a point in your life. Like, I thought I was going to be in the military. I thought I was going to do this for a career. Uh, I forgot to mention that during that time, too, they were going to take me. I was enlisted. They were going to put me up as an officer to be a navigator on that plane. I had already gotten the job. I was just waiting for the Secretary of the Air Force to sign off on it. It'd been almost a year at that point. And I had to make a decision. I was like, do I continue to go down this road or do I try something completely different that, that could literally change my entire life? So what I like to call this moment is a leap of faith, right? I had to figure out if I'm going to do this. I got to be all in. So I eventually just had that gut feeling and said, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it because I'm tired of making, you know, 30, $40,000 a year in upstate New York and in this lifestyle and having no time. My relationships just weren't lasting because it was gone most of the time flying or working. It was just, it was, I was over it. So it was that turning point that just went, yes, I'm I'm going to do something. I was meant for more than this. So that's why I did. I put everything I could in storage. I got out of the Air National Guard and uh, put what I could in my car and everything else in storage and just drove from upstate New York down to Florida. I ended up staying in my buddy's spare room. <laughs> well, I didn't have a license down there, so I had to pass a license. So that's the first thing I did. Was staying out of his room, just living out of bags, really, and then just got to work. Now, the good thing was is that he had a team and he had a training program and we had gone to a brokerage at the time that had a pretty decent training program, although most brokerages do. Um, but the, the thing that sucks <laughs> is that when you start real estate, you should have a sphere of people that you know. We call it your sphere of influence, people that know, like, and trust you. I didn't really have that because that squadron that I had in the, in the Eglin area had left, they retired the aircraft. So I had to find all these other different avenues. The typical for most agents is only 20% of their business, which is cold calling, door knocking, um, just open houses, all these different things. Like I had to try them all and just relentlessly working 10, 12 hours a day, just, or more, just trying to get this business going. I just—I didn't have any income, I didn't have really anything else. I had to succeed because if not then I'd have to tuck tail and head back up north and uh, continue that other life even if it was there for me or not. I was hoping it wasn't. Uh, But I really, really worked hard at this and I heard every rejection. Uh, I worked up to four open houses per week. Uh, I cold calling when everybody left the office because it was open bay and I just didn't like that. Uh, There was one point that I would find like a storage closet in that building just to get away from people so I could make cold calls over and over without the uh, surrounding noise. But I persevered. And I had to do so for four to five months before we saw that first paycheck. Funny enough, when I did get that first paycheck. Uh, they garnished so much of the wages that I had because of all the initial fees. And I think I got paid $68 from that commission. It wasn't that much, uh, but then I just kept going and kept going. And then on month number six, I find month six or seven, then I had five closings in a month, and I got paid on all of them. And that's what built that that entire sort of momentum that you need to keep going and keep going. And it just, it just built and built and built, and I'd never really stopped moving on this. Uh, and because of that, for that brokerage that I was in, I got rookie of the year that year. I ended up closing, I think it was 33 transactions and $6.2 million worth of volume. And I'm not in luxury, so or I wasn't at the time. So th- those are the sort of things, that's the perseverance that you have to go for. It's, it's that leap of faith. That you leave everything else behind and you don't, you don't necessarily give yourself an option to go back. And as long as your why, your why of doing this, whether it's yourself, it's your family, you need to prove something, it's that why that drives you to be who you are, is big enough. You'll persevere through anything. I know that I'm not a uh, just a one one case wonder here. I know that there are a lot of different people that have their struggles that got into this. But if you can devote yourself to it, you can be successful or more successful than I can.
0: That's all we have for today. To learn more about becoming a real estate agent on the Emerald Coast, make sure to hit that subscribe button and please leave us a review. Also, make sure to check him out and subscribe to his YouTube channel, Becoming a Realtor with EXP Realty on the Emerald Coast and make sure to follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. If you're thinking about joining EXP Realty on the Emerald Coast of Florida or anywhere in the United States, be sure to give him a call, text, or email because he has the tools to help you get to the next level of your career.